0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode three of the Tech Chit Chat Show. My name is Ken and you can find me on Northern Viking Everyday and Northern Viking Explorer on YouTube. I'm here with my co-host, Stephen Loney. You can find him on YouTube at Stephen Loney or on Twitter at 8BitWarrior. He is our resident programmer and expert in everything. Oh yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How are you today, Stephen? I'm doing well, how about yourself? Good, thank you. Uh, you got your coffee all handy. I know I do, and yes. you just got mad at me for pounding it on my desk too hard and it whipping mm-hmm. through my microphone and making all sorts of yeah, I was making noise. a
1: weird humming noise that was going on, but it's gone it's now. Too. So honestly, this is take two of this
0: video because we didn't push record properly. <laughs> I don't know how you do that wrong. Well, we shouldn't. I shouldn't say we. I didn't push record. So, so. We're,
1: we're a little
0: unsettled at the moment here. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. We made it to episode three, and um, you're doing good down there. The weather is good. I hear yeah, doing, it's doing good.
1: Yeah, it's raining, it's overcast, but you know what? It's still a good day. So, doing, awesome.
0: yeah. Awesome. We've had some snow here this week, but it's above zero today. So, or for all of you in the U.S., that is freezing, or I think 32 Two. or 33 degrees, somewhere in there. So, All right, let's let's (laughs) just dive right into it, episode three. Sure,
1: Um, let's go. Awesome,
0: so the first thing we wanna do is an update on last week's episode where we said there was a lot of rumors about a Sony camera. While the name is totally different than what we thought it was gonna be, they actually announced it. It's called the Sony Alpha One mirrorless camera. Wow, this is a beast. Did you have a chance to have a look at some of these specs, Steven?
1: Uh, I watched. Uh, I forget who it was. I was watching a review of a guy talking at hands-on, so he couldn't show any footage of what he was doing, but he was talking about just some of the specs. And yeah. from what I heard, it sound yeah, it does sound like a pretty powerful device. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, you can pre-order them right now. This is B and H photo, but sixty five hundred dollars for this um, camera. It does eight K video, which is crazy. Yeah. Um Fifty megapix- pixel sensor, um, let me uh, just switch over here to this tab. This is over on Amazon, <laughs> some pretty cool stuff in there. Like if you have a look at the side of this camera, I know we were laughing about this earlier. It's got an ethernet port on the side of it right here. Honestly,
1: that makes so much sense. <laughs> when when you're dealing with 8K footage, you just want to straight to the route, like, you know. Yeah, that makes uh, a lot I of mean, sense.
0: I'm sure there are, uh, I sh- shouldn't say this, I'm not sure if there's other cameras that have 8K. I've never actually looked too closely at cameras of this kind of caliber, but, right. or sorry, ethernet ports. But um, yeah, that was crazy when I saw that. It looks like it's got a microphone and headset port in it, which is cool. An HDMI, right. um, to me, that looks like a full-size HDMI. I know the ones I'm using um, have like the micro or mini. I can't remember what they're called, HDMI. I right. think that's the USB-C. Right. And a multi-port. So it's pretty crazy. It also and has is a it,
1: dual, it, dual memory slots. Is that an HDMI mini down there then at the bottom? Or is that... Uh, that's a
0: good question.
1: Yeah, uh, this multi
0: multi. Um, mm. It looks very similar to an HDI mini. I don't know, yeah. to yeah. be honest. But yeah, it's a crazy camera. Uh, around 6,500. It's available for pre-order. Looks like they're out of stock on Amazon. But B&H looks like they had some. They also have, like, some bigger bundles that are getting up nine, ten thousand dollars 10000 with lenses and stuff. So that, that $6,500 is for the body only for that camera, which is kind of crazy for
1: that. So, yeah. But, I mean, if it films 8K footage and it's... So, from the review I was watching, the guy was saying that tracking on it's pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. he was using it to track birds moving in the air. He said he had, like, no problem just, like just kind of just auto focusing, and it was just catching the whole thing. And so, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, yeah, it seems like a pretty solid camera. No, for sure. For sure. I, I, yeah. I think it's
0: pretty neat. I, I mean, I'd love to try one out, but I don't even know where I'd get one to try out other than like, I don't think there maybe you could rent one, but I don't, they're probably going to charge you a fortune even to rent one. So, yeah, um. that makes what I want to show you now really seem um, sad. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my Sony that I bought this week. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the Sony A six thousand. Is that even that a camera? <laughs> no, that's still. I di- I didn't pay sixty five hundred for it. I did get the zoom lens and the the camera um, Mm -hmm. with the standard kit lens on it. Um, I did buy this because I think last week we were talking about um, that I stream, that I'm currently streaming on a Canon M200 and I've really wanted to give Sony a try um, for streaming. So I want to do some comparisons of this to my Canon M200 and I thought I'd give this a try um, kind of to maybe figure out if I want to fully flip over to the Sony side of things or stay with Canon. Um, So I ended up getting a good deal on it, but I think, uh, yeah, well, I'll probably have some videos coming up of using this on my channel and I'm kind of excited to see how it turns out. Um, This one doesn't have 50 megapixel. I believe it was, where is it? 24.3. The one thing I look for in a camera for myself because I do a lot of YouTube work and just kind of streaming now with you is I need cameras that have a clean HDMI. So right. again, so they don't have all the information on the on the display. So mm-hmm. like when you're watching me now, you don't, it doesn't say battery life and how many pictures you can take everything like that. It's a clean, clean output. So um, this camera does have that and it need, needs to have unlimited runtime as well. So it doesn't shut down after um, 30 minutes. So um, I'm happy to try this out. So yeah, we'll see how it compares mm-hmm. to Canon. Yeah. Awesome. Shall we move on? I know I brought to your attention something this week. Let me switch over here. Um, Yeah, this looks really cool. I I haven't had a chance to try it out. I know you were trying to play with it a little bit. Turning your tablet or your phone into a second monitor with a, I believe it was free open
1: source software called Desk Mm -hmm. Green. Let me um, pull up their article here. Yeah, so this seems to be, pretty new like obviously it's been working on it probably for a while here the developer of it but uh, it seems to be just newly released and available Um yeah this is pretty cool so I've tried um, <sighs> over the past few years I've tried to like turn my Android devices into like second monitors and I've just never been happy with the quality of it it just seems to be janky and like sketchy and like um, never been happy with it so I'm looking forward so I was going to try to use this but I realized um, so looking at a YouTube video of the developer showing it, it looks like it works pretty well. Um, and I was gonna go try it, but uh, at the moment it requires something called a virtual display adapter. And okay. uh, it's just like a little a little dummy USB thing that you um, plug into a USB port and it makes the computer like right there. There's the, uh, oh, the, like those. these ones, okay. Yeah, so they're pretty cheap. They go on Amazon for like eight bucks kind of thing okay. and, and then you plug them into, a. Uh, supposedly you plug it into a, a USB port and then it it makes your computer think that you have another monitor when you don't.
0: And so oh, you end I'm up sure. basically,
1: so you basically, you run desk screen and mm-hmm. then this USB plug makes it th- makes your computer think it has a, a, another monitor and then it okay. streams it to your computer and then, um, yeah, so then you can just basically use practically an old iPad or Android tablet or phone as another mm-hmm. screen. Um, which so is great. Are these adapters available? That they're available on Amazon. Yes, they are available on Amazon, um, okay. and probably other places as well. But like, yeah, Amazon's probably the easiest way to get them.
0: And that um, one looks like a. Is that a display port? one in the middle? Yeah, like, so, that looks like HDMI display yeah. port. And is that the huh? oh Mini DP plug? So is that for um, is that oh.
1: Madness? yeah right so my mistake yeah so you don't plug it in through the usb port my bad you you find a little dummy pl- plug for the connector you video have card your, yeah right okay. Video card so cool. um yeah so for me i have a lot of extra plugs open on my video card that i can just buy the right uh display port one and hmm. plug it in and then i could uh try it with so i was going to try it try out desk screen, but i realized oh i need this uh one of these hot plugs for it but however gotcha. Um, I was, uh, looking at the, the plan for the future for the software and he's looking to remove that requirement for it. Okay. So, so it's on his uh, plan to remove the the need for it. So for right now it's requiring it. Um, but it seems like desk green right now, as far as I can tell, it seems like the work of like one guy right now, largely. And it looks like he's trying to like, um, expand it and go and, and get, uh, maybe more help with it later. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm looking forward to this because so far the the streaming second monitor stuff that uh, I've checked out like this before, I've been often unhappy with it. Sure. And uh, so I'm hoping that this is a very solid solution that sticks around. And uh, mm-hmm. um, and also worth noting that this guy does, uh, I forget his name here who was working on it, um, but he has a, a Patreon page. So if anybody wants to support him, um, this has a, uh, yeah, Pavlo Paul, uh, budinkov uh, okay he has a, he has a patreon page that you can uh, support Let's work on this and uh yeah it's just, it just seems like a really cool project this is a piece of software that seems to have been lacking where people have been trying to make um, mm-hmm. solutions here and this just seems like a great way to bring back to life old tablets and phones and things that are not going used anymore and it's like hey you just buy a plug put it in run the software and run your other monitor here like I can make use of this I yeah. often need like documentation open on another like I do have two monitors right now. But I would love like i find it cool to find my old uh have my old phone right here with some documentation on it while I'm working. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. I just yeah. And maybe we so. can um we'll find some links to Amazon if you're
0: wanting to try out desk rain. I keep wanting to say screen, but um desk green. Um we'll find some links to these adapters and put them in the description below here on YouTube anyhow. Um and, if you're wanting to try it out. And we'd love to hear about it if you have tried this out. Um, write it in the comments below. We'd love to know um, how it works for you.
1: Yeah, and just quickly, it, he does, uh, the screen apparently does support Windows, Mac OS and Linux. So it supports all the major OSs. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, no, that's cool. I, mm-hmm. I think, um, I know I've got an extra tablet right here. Um, my old phones go to hand-me-downs to the kids, but I do have a tablet and I think that would be really cool. To mm-hmm. use just for... Um, having, especially when we do stuff like this to have one more screen with more information or just notes, something like that on it. Right, so, right. Cool. Awesome. Well, shall we dive into our next topic, which is YouTube clips and shorts. So this is more, I
1: think. Yeah, this um, is you're in your ballpark now. You've, been, you've been experimenting with that, haven't you? Yeah,
0: so um let me talk about the part that I've been experimenting second, which is called the, which is shorts Um, YouTube right now. I think it's, let me put this um, screen up. Whoops, wrong one. There we go. Um, So they've let some creators try out this short clip thing. So what it is, or sorry, not creators viewers and what it allows you to do. I think it puts a little pair of scissors on your YouTube screen and it allows you if you're watching a video to clip out from five to 60 seconds of a video clip that you can share on social media. Um, So rather than sharing maybe a 30 minute video. So Don't you could just clip out this section of our video and share it with your friends. We'd love it if you shared our whole video, but you don't, not just 60 seconds, (laughs) but it allows you if there's a key point in a video that you want to share with someone or embed on your website, it allows you to do that, which is really handy, especially if you're watching, you know, a longer video and um, there's just one key point that you need to, to share with maybe your coworkers or, or friends or family, that sort of thing. So I think that's a cool feature. YouTube's always trying to roll out new stuff. And um, this is a kind of a cool one that they're rolling out. I know the other portion of this was called YouTube Shorts. And as you'd mentioned, I've been experimenting with this. Um, So what YouTube Shorts is, think of it as competition to TikTok or um, I don't even remember what the Instagram, like, is it Instagram stories, maybe something like that. Um, so right. on your, your phone, you create a YouTube video or with some cameras, um, but you have to film it vertically. Right. And so it shows up kind of in a different section um, for people who are watching YouTube on their phone. There's a shorts area and they're all videos that are under 60 seconds long. And some of them have been taking off. I've So I've done probably three or four of them now one of them they've all kind of just dwindled and gotten a few views but one of them um i don't want to say it went viral but it got about 750 views in maybe 24 hours for and and then it just died off so there was no views got 750 views in 24 hours and then it just died off so um clearly youtube just promoted that video and um it's totally a different aspect. It's going for just quick videos um, to compete with TikTok and Instagram. But again, it has to be filmed in vertical mode. It has to be um, shorter than 60 seconds. And they recommend putting the pound shorts in the title as well. So right. that's something, I mean, it. Some people say it picks it up on its own, but it's more likely to pick it up on YouTube's end if you have the pound shorts in your title. So if you have a YouTube channel, go ahead and try that that out, film it in vertical. And I think we were talking about last week, the Canon M50 Mark II. So the new Canon camera and that one, that camera actually um, you can film vertically. It's designed for the media or the content creator where you could film vertically natively and right. rotating your video or anything and right. and mm-hmm. upload it like that. So that was a cool, if you are a content creator, check out that camera as well, but that might work for
1: you. So what I'm wondering about that is, um, are they still running ads during like, so um, for these shorts and for the clips, are they, are they running ads the same, or are they gonna run like no ads or like shorter ads? So
0: that's a good question. So you could still go watch one of my shorts on my channel, even in, basically it'll crop it off. Like if you're watching it, it'll be black on both sides.
1: Um, and then like, I, are the ads gonna, do the ads, are they gonna be like vertical based too? Like, is there gonna be some kind of like?
0: That's a good question. I haven't, I don't know. I honestly, as a creator, they don't pay me AdSense for that. I, I don't, I can't, don't make any money off of shorts. Um, off of shorts. So as I of right like So, still... I do that'll change in the future. Um yeah it not. still feels
1: experimental and Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I'm just curious I, to know I, what
1: they're doing there.
0: Yeah, so they I get um I don't get any ad revenue from that as of right now but right. we'll see down the road if that changes so Right. Yeah. Cool. Good to know. Yeah, um so then, why don't we move or oh, did you have another question on that one?
1: Oh, I was just thinking with with the shorts and stuff do you see any benefit to yourself as a content creator, like using it? Like, do you see, um, especially with YouTube clips, are, uh, do you find this useful for yourself?
0: I do. Uh, Well, I think it still helps grow your channel. So just because you might not make ad revenue, it's still a, a lot of content or ideas. Maybe I have a tech tutorial that I wanna show people, but do I really, it might only take me 20 seconds to show them how to do it is it really worth doing a full YouTube video for where I could do it in a shorts video? Yeah. Um, right. and it might be something that's just tricky and people want to know how to do. Um, but it can be done really quickly. So that's kind of yeah. aspect I've been taking with it. If yeah. I am like, Oh, I don't know if this is a full video or, um, yeah. So I think, I think that would be the one thing. Um, and as a content creator, like, It'll help gain you recognition. It might gain you subscribers, that sort of thing as well. So, right, right. I guess it's one more tool that you have access to use when it's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're quite quick to make. It's not like you're editing a half hour video. It's you could literally picking point A, point B real quick, and you just. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on to our next topic Google sure. Fiber? And we had a little discussion of how to spell fiber.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We just learned today. There's a difference between the American and the British spelling. So that's, you know, so up here in Canada, it's F-I-B-R-E, but we went with the American spelling anyway. So (laughs) So, (laughs) (laughs) thanks, America. Yes. Thank you (laughs) (laughs) for the spelling confusion.
0: So Google (laughs) fiber. Uh, so I don't even know what to say. So there's this article we <laughs> came across. that Google is gonna be start, start offering two gigabit per second download speeds next year for $100 a month. Um, it's cheap. I'd, yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. I know they're, um, they're looking for subscribers, I think for testers in Nashville and Huntsville, Alabama and um to try out this service so hundred dollars a month two gig service i know they're offering it says in this article they're offering one gig service for about 30 to 40 dollars less a month um i'd love to know how if people are actually getting that sort of quality i know we right. have 600 internet and i'm lucky if i've ever
1: seen over 350 so. right now i was just talking to um we had a, a, a internet tech here to help with our tv and i was talking to him um anyway he brought up a comment saying he, uh, how a lot of people will complain how they're not getting the full bandwidth that, that they paid for and i understand why and i was talking to him and i and it's because especially if you're on like wi-fi devices wi-fi devices may only download on a max of 300 megabits per like that's not megabytes so for example cool they might at max do like 20, 25 megabytes max download or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want the full, you need to be like plugged into the like LAN port, like on that like on that camera, you know, that straight into that ethernet uh, yeah. port. So uh, like that Sony camera, if you plug in the ethernet port on it, you're getting like the full download possibly, right? Um, depending mm-hmm. on the, so uh, potentially. Um, so even on your house, you have 600, but if you're getting 300, that's still, there's still other 300 being split to somewhere else in the house potentially. So you're, yeah. you're still overall getting that. Um, yeah. So I feel like a lot of people wouldn't get this, the full two gigabits down. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't even know how to use it all. Mm-hmm. You, you need to be like plugged right into the router directly. Pretty much like some, all of the time. Yeah. Cause the fi cards, a lot of Wi-Fi cards, I don't think will support it, especially on phones and stuff. Yeah. Um, no, but this is really fast and affordable. Um, and I, I was just crunching some numbers, and basically, this speed—if you got the full thing—you would download a, a full DVD movie in less than twenty seconds. Okay. So, like, right, and then like a standard like four K Blu-ray movie, you would have in like less than three and a half minutes. You'd be like fully downloaded.
0: Oh, that's that's quick. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, like three and a, less than three and a half minutes, full four K Blu-ray movie, high quality. Now it's just that's not going to be the same as like 4k online video that I think that's a higher bit rate. It's a high quality. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so three and a half minutes, 4k Blu-ray. It would like, still allow for
0: your videos to buffer ahead of time. Oh, quite well.
1: Oh yeah. This is just, this is fast. Um, yeah. cause that was, uh, let me just do a quick calculation here. Um, so while, anyways, you're, doing that, while you're doing that, um, I know, Your neighbor,
0: how many people are on your and it might depend on the type of Internet you have as well. But when this whole lockdown thing happened here and everybody on the street, we have a new street across from us, was on the Internet. We could barely get on the Internet. And I know that our Internet provider, um, they upgraded something down our whole street to make everybody get what they should be getting. I know that for a fact, because. They cut out our my football game one Sunday. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what are you doing out there? And uh, he's like, "Oh, we're upgrading your internet down the street." And it's like, "Okay, fine. I'll uh, I'll live. I don't get to see my football game, but." Um, <laughs> It could be the equipment at the road that is the bottleneck for your whole street as well. American football is boring anyway. So, (laughs) hey, now you're going to get a lot. It was American football I was watching. (laughs) Now you're going to get a lot of flack. (laughs) Bring it on. (laughs) So, um, oh, I was talking about soccer football, like that, uh, European football. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) you were not all right i was watching the seahawks to be honest (laughs) all right yeah so i think um did you do your calculation or no (laughs)
1: well yeah so if i'm not being stupid here it's basically that you're getting 250 megabytes a second download okay like do you need does the average person need faster than that probably not and and the other thing too so they're saying that the upload speed's not changing so it's it's only 1 gigabit up which is 125 megabytes upload and 250 megabytes down like that's fast like so to, so to put
0: this in perspective what would be your estimation on how much how fast of internet you need to do gaming that
1: it wouldn't be noticeable like that it would run steady for gaming yeah. So if you're gaming with like no chat, no video streaming to like, whatever you're not, you're not Twitch streaming or whatever, it's just the game. Yeah. Um, games only send like f- at most like 50, 50 kilobytes a second. Okay. Like um, it might be if you're uploading, you know what, you only, it, gaming doesn't use that much. It's mostly about like latency, how how the, the latency, the consistency to the network. Um, okay. If you got like a, a, if you have like a megabit download speed, if you got like one megabit up and down, you can game just fine. Uh, in some cases, I'm, there's, there's probably exceptions, but a lot of gaming doesn't use tons. Um, it's when you add voice chatting and your video mm-hmm. streaming at the same time. Um, but if you're just playing a, a Call of Duty game of like twelve to twenty-four people, it's not using that much data. Yeah, um, and this this won't do anything. First, pure bandwidth speed won't do anything, but it's if the consistency, if the speed to the network there and back is faster, yeah. But the speed's not going to do anything for you. The overall bandwidth doesn't necessarily help at all. Um, yeah, it's about your latency and your, your ping to the servers. That being said,
0: if you're using, um, what's it called, Google Stadia,
1: oh, okay, Google that's, yeah. Stadia.
0: I know that's a different ballpark, but yeah, um
1: that's where it would make a difference people, in gaming. But people could argue that Google needs this to work the fiber to play Stadia, but <laughs> that's not true, but that's not true. But, <laughs> but it would probably yeah. help if you were using yeah. Google's fiber, Google Stadia would probably be pretty good. Like it would yeah. probably help it. Cause they would probably be like on their networks and latency. It'd probably just help it. So.
0: And, and if you're not sure what Google Stadia is, it is basically you're streaming the whole game versus having it, on a console like a PlayStation or Xbox.
1: Yeah, it's like Netflix, but for gaming kind of thing.
0: Yeah. 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 So awesome. Um, let's keep rolling here. And I know you brought this to my attention. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we it's called <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce that. <laughs>
1: Neither do I. HW info.
0: HW info and O C C T. Let me. Pull up let me pull this up on my computer here. So do you want, do you mind explaining these Steven?
1: Yeah, so I've been started using this uh, program for analyzing uh, what's going on with my computer called uh, HWinfo. Um, I recently, uh, a while ago I purchased an old janky PC. It's quite powerful, but it was kind of old and janky and I needed to diagnose it and make sure everything's running fine. Um, it's a, it's a more of a hot, hotter running six old uh, six core i7 um, and i needed to make sure to check all the temperatures i wanted to be able to check all the stats at the computer so i came across a tool called HW Info, which has been really really handy um it's uh it, so it's allowed me to just check all the stats of my computer and it's removed all the guesswork of what's going on
0: can i um, throw, throw up your screen here
1: sure yeah, yeah. so Is i have that, it open is this HW info or is this OCCT? So this is a part of HW info. So there's a bit more that it does. So here I have opened just the diagnostics, like just the all this is pretty much trying to load up every sensor that my computer has and trying to output all the information it can. So it's kind of an overload. So if mm-hmm. I want to know what's going on with like all my CPU cores, if I want to go know what's going on with my GPU, it tells me like the I can get the um, for example. Right now it's showing me the speed of my CPU. It's showing me the temperature of each of my CPUs, like all the six cores, I can see the temperatures. Um, I can see their thermal throttling. I can see how much power that my CPU is using. Right now it's using 115, 116 watts. Um, uh, And so recently, uh, and also here, it's showing how much power my GPU is using on, on my graphics card. And I'm just able to read all the temperatures, even for my memory. Um, So this is really good. So recently what happened is that uh, my computer, I had an issue and my, even at idle, uh, my computer was overheating. Something was wrong and I'm not sure entirely, but I was able to load this application up and validate saying, yeah, something's wrong. Even Even at idle, my computer was like super high temperatures and something was wrong. And so I was able to use this application to just validate that, be like, yep, something's up and I could see exactly where the problem was. And uh, so I was able to go into my computer's BIOS and tweak some settings and and fix the issue. Um, And it's also kind of cool is down here, I have my little taskbar and I've been able to add in uh, some specific values down here to, on my taskbar always read. So right here I have my CPU temperature, my GPU temperature, my memory temperatures, as well as my CPU fan speed. So mm-hmm. I'm able to just watch these at a glance to make sure that I'm not having that same issue again, where my temperatures are spiking so that yeah. I, my computer doesn't die on me. I wanna make sure that, um, cause this is an older running i7. It's more of an older, hotter running version. I wanna make sure that uh, I'm not getting issues and killing. So this has been really cool. Yeah, uh, and this ties into so this is like just reads pretty much tries to read every sensor in the computer to remove remove all guesswork, which is great for people who are uh, if you're building if you're building a new PC and you want to just make sure everything's running properly. Did I install yeah. that CPU cooler right? Is it other the temperatures good? Load load up HW Info. It's free, uh, easy to use. Um, you got a new GPU? You want to validate that it's uh, not mm-hmm. thermal throttling too quickly? All this stuff, right? And mm-hmm. And so this is great. There's a bit more that HW Info does, uh, but for the sensors, this is really cool. And so that's what goes uh, ties into OCCt. O-C-C- Can I say one thing
0: before you go into OCCt, mm-hmm. I thought this was really interesting. Um, it says it's used by NASA,
1: oh, which, yeah.
0: I, which I thought was crazy. Well, well I don't as, see why not. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes so, sense, and the, it, yeah. So, and then. Um, intel amd dell az so i mean if they're using it i mean it must be quite a powerful tool for sure
1: well and it makes sense and it says there with nasa and i i'm not sure where they i mean, they they probably do use it um and they mentioned there i think on the website about like something about radiation like when they're taking devices like radio radiation areas so especially when you're taking hardware into areas that are um prone to um Hotter areas, like when, you, like yeah, add radiation, hot temperatures. You're taking your computer tech into like sketchy places. Mm-hmm. You need diagnostics to validate that your hardware is not failing. Yeah. Um. So and this just gives all the sensor as much as they, as reasonable to to check that. So it makes sense that NASA and all these p- places would use it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So you brought up OCCt here. So OCCt is a basically it it uses uh info. it ties into it but it adds another layer of it actually adds in some diagnostics of uh, like benchmarking your cpu and stuff like that so you can get you can in another layout um there's a lot of the same but it basically allows you to benchmark your pc at the same time with these extensive uh benchmarks that will just like try to kill your processor in a nice way like it'll try to load it with these heavy tasks. So it will like max out your cores all your, um, it'll max out, it'll basically ma- max out your computer and to see if it's reliable. And it will actually use uh, HW Info under the hood to allow you to keep reading those sensors in a very nice visual way of like, it's just very nice. Um, yeah. So it's pretty much hardware info with um, more benchmarking tools to run at the same time to just validate that your system's running as you intended, um, especially if you're building a new computer or you're testing out, uh, you bought a computer used and you want to make sure that it's running well and you don't have to change like the thermal pace on the processor and all mm-hmm. this stuff. It just removes the guesswork. So you're not having to like be frustrated. You just see it. the sensors, what's going on. Um, and it's a great yeah. tool for for people who just want to know what's going on with their computer. Cool. And
0: I see it's free for personal use only. So if you're uh, yes. using it for your corporation, that's not free for you. But if for someone like yourself you're just making your own personal computers
1: at home and yeah um, yeah this is a great option it, the only two restrictions yeah. I saw with personal that seemed to be different from the full version is um, you can only run so that the stress test you can only run for like one hour straight which is totally okay. fine for me yeah um, and uh, it was like there's like a 10 second delay before starting benchmark tests which is totally okay. fine so yeah. very minimal um, yeah
0: so cool. No, that's super handy. I think I will I should try that out one day when uh, <laughs> when I have a bit of time. If it, is it yeah. quick setup
1: on there or is it? Oh yeah, very easy. Very easy yeah. to set up and use. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. It's been, a, it is just, yeah. Did you what's have that? any
0: other thoughts or things you wanted to
1: say about those pieces of software? Or... I'd say try them out, download them, give them a shot and just kind of under, so you can just get a glance at what's going on with your computer. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's so easy to use. It's just a great tool to have on hand.
0: Yeah, you've, you, you've shown me that other piece of software before that um, gives you a lot of information on your computer. It's probably a little bit more basic
1: than this. What's oh that- yeah. Yeah, that one's good too. Uh, CPU-Z okay. or CPU-Z, depending on where you're at. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: depending on how you spell fiber or fiber.
1: Yeah, uh, C- CPU-Z, eh? Um, yeah, we'll go with CPU-Z, rolls off the tongue easier. Um, so it's just, yeah. So uh, s- let me just look quickly before I send people to the wrong place. Uh, CPU, it's like CPU Z. And uh, it's from a website called uh, CPUID.com. You find it there. And it's for people who just need very bare bones diagnostics to see quickly what their computer is. Um, that's Isn't another cool tool. Uh, yeah, that one right there. So yeah. that one's a much lighter Uh, You can actually use it it in conjunction with hardware info, like you can get both of them and you can run Uh, CPU Z also has its own little benchmark like stress test as well a light one so it's a very stripped down. Um, uh, It's much more simple than hardware info but yeah CPU Z I I use quite often as well and it's also great for light diagnostics.
0: Cool, and we can put links to all these. Pieces of software in the description so you can easily find them for sure
1: mm-hmm.
0: so mm-hmm. that's cool thanks uh for sharing that information Stephen. i think mm-hmm. uh, it's really useful especially if you're even just getting into computers or you want to build your own computer they're great yeah. pieces of software to check out so awesome um we do have a question of the day let me switch over to that and it jumps back to desk screen and we're just wondering will desk screen something that would would desk screen be something that benefits you having an extra monitor from your old phone or your old tablet or i shouldn't even say old maybe you have a current tablet that you just want right um or or an ipad or something to use as a third monitor or second monitor would that be something that benefits you leave a comment on that in the description or in the comment section below we would love to hear from you now do you have any uh, final thoughts there Stephen before we sign off for the day?
1: I actually really want to try desk screen uh, I might look into uh, m- maybe have a follow up with that if I had a chance to get one of those hot plugs those dummy uh, yeah. display ports and yeah I really I really am uh, interested to know of other people's thoughts on that if anyone has tried it i I want to hear the experience with it mm-hmm. um yeah I'd like to, I'd like to follow up with desk screen that's something that I sure
0: yeah, yeah, so maybe we'll uh, look into that. So, mm-hmm. awesome. Well, I appreciate you joining us today, everybody from wherever you are in the world. And again, you can find us here on YouTube or on podcasts all over the place. Um, so we're there's on a whole bunch of them now, Spotify, Google, and more, Anchor. And go check us out on there. If you're trying to listen to someone in the car, maybe check us out while you're driving. So thank you so much for joining us today for Tech Chit Chat Show, episode three. Until next time, take care.